Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to Grace and Peace Radio. It's Anthony. It's Amy. And uh, we are delighted to be with you again. Hope you are doing great. Yes. So today, I was trying to think of what to call this episode. I almost wanted to call it, You Have No Excuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought- Might be a little harsh. Might be a little harsh, a little bit New Jersey. Well, so, a little which, Sicilian. A little Sicilian, New yeah. Jersey, which for those of you who don't know, that's that's me. That's, that's him. <laughs> those are my peeps. <laughs> and But I decided, no, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But we'll get into the reason why I could have named it, you have no excuse. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But as usual, we do hope you're doing great. And of course, we're going to start with some trivia. Yes, we are. All right, Amy. Uh, why don't you ask me first? All right. And then I will ask you. All right. And then and we'll, we'll ask have, the audience. And we'll have the answer at the end. Sounds good. Okay. Question for you, my love. What was the sixth plague upon Egypt? Was it boils, darkness, hail, or lice? Boils, darkness, hail, hail or lice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't lice. It wasn't darkness. I'm going to say it was boils. Wow. You're good. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, that really is the answer. I thought, oh, that this is going to stump him because I never remember, except for the darkness and the death. I, I never, ever get stumped about boils. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm know what that sure means. I'm not sure whether to congratulate <laughs> you or say I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It just sounded good. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. No, the, the reason is I do remember hearing one time that the plagues – go from like smallest or least severe to most severe, oh. culminating in the death of the firstborn. Okay. Okay. So I was trying in my head, I was trying to prioritize them. I almost said the hail because the hail did destroy things. Yeah. And, and killed and, things and killed, too. Killed animals and, right. and the servants that were left out there mm-hmm. from the Egyptians that didn't believe. But then I thought, boils. No, you did good. I'm never wrong about boils. I will remember that. 16 years of marriage, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my resume, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, that'll help. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if I can top that. (laughs) So you gave me my the card. I just gave you the card. I didn't look at anything. I know. But how do I know you didn't? Because I'm an honest individual and a Christian. You are. And I'm not going to cheat at a Christian trivia game. You are. (laughs) But sometimes you're honest to a fault, and I'm just wondering if this is. Nah, I don't know. Just, <laughs> now he's really talking smack, folks. Hey, it's the chili dog talking. I had a chili dog for the first time, and I don't know how long. Tell them what. Tell them what else you had on that chili dog. Hot dog, chili, mustard, onions, coleslaw. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Is that like a southern thing? Oh, I think coleslaw. And- because we've seen coleslaw and hamburgs too down here. So, yeah. by the yeah, way, if you do ever get a chance to have a barbecue sandwich with coleslaw on it, go for it. That's the it's other. It's pretty thing. good. 
Yeah. But I can anyway. see that. Yeah. They usually serve coleslaw as a side with yeah. barbecue, so why not? So anyway. <laughs> we digress. We, we digress. <laughs> All right. So your question is, last time I gave you a spelling question. That's true. You did. And I think this time I'm going to give you a spelling question. Oh, boy. Spell Obadiah. Okay. Obadiah. O-B-A-D-I-A-H. Obadiah. Excellent. Well done. Thank you very much. Great job. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, folks, head home. Are you ready for this one? What place is meant by, quote, Abraham's bosom? So what place is meant by Abraham's bosom? It's not New Jersey. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not, not New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, can tell you that. You can tell your brother that. <laughs> All right. Well, the answer is coming up at the end of the show. Yes. So stay with us. Please do. If <laughs> any of you are left, <laughs> if any of you are left right now, please stay with us. Yeah. So this week I was reading through Acts, and this is why I say I wanted to call this You Have No Excuse. And I could just as easily have called it I Have No Excuse either. Here's the thing. I'm in Acts. Chapter 16, particularly it was verses 16 through 40. Paul and Silas, this is where the girl is following after them, and she's a servant of these men that are basically just using her for money because she's, I guess, possessed. She has an evil spirit, and so she keeps shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. So Paul finally becomes so so troubled, so exasperated about the whole thing, he turns around and casts out the evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, that just causes all kinds of a brouhaha. A, a serious brouhaha. Mm-hmm. Then the owners realize that, as it says, their hope of making money from this girl is gone, so yep. they drag them, they get them arrested, and they cause this this whole uproar. Then the crowd joins in. So now you've got this mob thing going on, and they, they haul them away, and Paul and Silas are in jail. You know, they, get, they get jailed. They get thrown in the dungeon. But at that point, they're singing in the middle of the night. And had, weren't they beaten as well? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were flogged and beaten. Yep. And so that's when there's a, an earthquake, and all the doors flew open, and then the jailer wakes up, and is about ready to kill himself. And Paul says, hold on, don't. Don't do that. So Paul and Silas present the gospel to the jailer and his family. And it says, immediately, he and his family were baptized. And then it says, a few verses down, he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. So kind of a side note, look, this is another reason why I'm Baptist, Mm -hmm. because this isn't an example of the idea of like covenant children or the whole family was baptized or what have you. They were believers that were baptized. It specifically says they had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Mm-hmm. So it was believers' baptism for the whole family. Right. Kind of a side note there. Mm-hmm. Again, not a hill to die on if you're Presbyterian. I still love you. We still have fellowship. 
I'm just telling you my side of it. But where I wanted to go with this. So, of course, daylight comes. The magistrate says that they could be released. And now this is where Paul says, but wait a minute. They beat us without a trial. We're Roman citizens. And so then he says, no, let them come and escort us out, basically. And then we'll leave. Essentially own up to what you did. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's what they do. And so then it says in verse 40, after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. Then they left. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. And again, it's one of those times, which happens pretty much every day where I'm reading it and I'm like, I never saw that before. And then you shared with me, and I thought, oh, I hadn't thought of that either. Yeah. And here's the thing. It says that Paul and Silas met with the brothers and encouraged them. Who did the encouraging there? Paul and Silas. Right. So isn't that interesting that these men were grabbed by the mob, flogged, thrown into a dungeon, you know, beaten, all that stuff. They come out and... Normally, we might, we wouldn't be surprised to read, they went to the brothers and the brothers encouraged them. Right. But what is surprising is just the opposite. Mm-hmm. So what we read is they encouraged the brothers. And I just think that is so cool. It is. It blew me away. It's like, wait a minute. These guys just suffered what they suffered joyfully. I mean, they, you know, it says that they were pleased to suffer for the Lord but goodness, they had to have been hurting, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. They couldn't have felt physically particularly good after all of that. And yet they encouraged the others. Mm-hmm. So the note I made about this in my Bible was, here these two had spent the last 24 hours or so being attacked by a mob, flogged, thrown into a dungeon, all completely illegally. And upon release, they are the ones doing the encouraging of the saints. I wrote to myself, be that kind of Christian. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do want to be that kind of Christian, where I come out of a situation and I'm the one doing the encouraging. And I find that that's actually kind of the norm. There have been a lot of times where there have been Christians I've known that either were going through a trial, particularly a health issue, and they are so joyful. Mm-hmm. Even in that trial, even... Even though they're dying, some mm-hmm. of them, I, I, you know, they were just straight up dying and they were so joyful that you come away encouraged, even though you went to go encourage them. Absolutely. And I know you've got a testimony like that too, of someone that was close to you who she had had cancer and she oh, ended up yes. being um, she, an encouragement. She really was. Uh, and it was quick. I mean, she was diagnosed, and within a month, she was gone. But before it really got bad, she was able to bring all these ladies together that she had taught and taught one final Bible study from the from the book we were working in, and she was amazing. She was thanking the Lord. I mean, it was sort of the R.C. Sproul thing of she wasn't afraid to die. She was more fighting the fear of the process of dying. Mm-hmm. But even with that, she she was just so thankful to the Lord. And she was a testimony unto herself, really. Yeah. 
I know um, my mother was that way when she also died of cancer. But again, people would come to visit her. And now my mother wasn't a believer until the last few years of her life. Mm-hmm. But by then, she was she was born again. And people would come to visit her and encourage her. And they just couldn't believe the joy that she had. And they would leave encouraged. Mm-hmm. I remember her telling me how people would say, but I came to encourage you and now you're encouraging me. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Joe, mm-hmm. aunt's brother. Yep. All his time in dialysis and all these doctor's appointments and hospital stays. And he's the one that's talking to the staff and telling him about the Lord and how thankful he is for what the Lord's doing in his life. And just, yeah, just incredible. You yeah. know, he's encouraging them. Mm-hmm. So really, that is, I don't know, that's just something that I would like to be that kind of Christian. I hope that should the Lord have me go through that kind of severe trial at some point in my life, that I would be that kind of a Christian that would be encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage others because I know I have to remind myself of this, is if you're going through, I don't know if you consider it a super severe trial, but if you're just going through a trial— And you know how it is when you're going through a tough time, whatever it may be, you really kind of get self-absorbed sometimes because you're either trying to work through a problem or come up with solutions, whatever the case may be. Sometimes if you can pull yourself out of that enough and purposefully reach out to somebody that you know could use, how are you doing today? Or how's such and such going for you? You know, did such and such go the way you thought it was going to, that getting out of yourself to encourage someone else, it really does change your outlook and and get your focus not as much inward and more outward and upward, which is really what we're supposed to be doing. True. It really, it reminds me of that old acronym for joy, Jesus, others, yourself. True. Put it in that order. About that. Yeah, it's, it's true. But then there's another dimension to this that I want to bring up, and that is, as much as Paul and Silas are an example here for us, right? As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, it dawned on me that were they not simply behaving as the Lord had after his resurrection? True. Because think about it, after his great trial of his arrest and crucifixion and, and death and burial and you know all that he went through here the lord is risen from the dead and now he is encouraging mm-hmm. the believers really i mean obviously that didn't stop even after the ascension he he does it now right with us every day right that we look to him so but it was just pretty neat to see that not only was paul doing that with and silas with him but that ultimately yeah, Jesus did that too, and, mm-hmm. and does that too. And what a model for for me, for for all of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, there are days and times that our trials are severe, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that we just kind of cliche, just flip it off and you know put on a happy face kind of thing. Right. We don't we don't have to pretend that what's going on with us isn't happening. Right. That isn't what Paul. And more specifically, that isn't what Jesus is asking us to do. But what we're doing is we're clinging to the hope of Jesus 
mm-hmm. in whatever the situation is. And that's what gives us the hope and the joy. Right. And it just goes to show that in the Lord, this is possible. I mean, really, think about mm-hmm. it. If Paul and Silas could do this after all that they went through in those, whatever, 18, 24 hours, it really does come down to what excuse do we have mm-hmm. that we can't encourage someone else? That is true. No matter what we just came from. So let's let's aim to be that, that kind of a Christian. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it can be in a variety of ways, you know, whether it's a text, a phone call, sending a card in the mail. Yep. Those are all ways to touch somebody and encourage them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Amy, I think we have one more bit of business to wrap up here. We do. All right. So if you recall what the question was, folks, it is what place is meant by, quote, Abraham's bosom, unquote. It is heaven. All right. And the, the reference they have here is Luke 16, 19 to 31. The rich man, Lazarus. Mm-hmm. So there's your trivia for, for the day. Pretty cool. <laughs> for the week. <laughs> Well, good. Uh, hey, just a reminder that this show is sponsored by Book Sugar Sweet. If you're in the North Carolina area looking for a little getaway place, check out Book Sugar Sweet, S-U-I-T-E dot com. And um, maybe that'll fit your needs. Yep. And again, we are honored to have you with us. And we thank you very much for joining us. And Lord willing, we will talk to you next time. Yes, take care all. Have a great week. God bless you. Take care. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.